Welcome to the Kingdom Advancement Cathedral of Worship, where we purpose to make Jesus famous one soul at a time. We want you to come on out and worship with us every Sunday at 3 p.m. Our address is 10803 Deering Road, Louisville, Kentucky. We also have Thursday Night Live, where we take the time to explore the Word of God and its application to our daily lives. But if you can't catch that, catch us every Monday at 7.30 p.m. at the Daily Gospel Network. God bless you, and we love to have you. Thursday Night Live podcast, Bible study. Um, it is so great to be here with you guys today. Um, I am I am blessed to have this honor and this opportunity to serve as the pastor of the Kingdom Advancement Cathedral of Worship, and I am so thrilled about this study that we are walking ourselves through through the Book of Job. Um, before we move any further, if you will bow your heads in a word of prayer with me today. Father God, we come to you today as humbly as we know how, Father God. We come to you and, and we ask you that you can deposit a word inside of us today that will uplift us and, and grow us into mature, dynamic disciples. That will grow us into individuals that will be able to take on the world and take on the evil operations in this world father god we understand that nobody besides you is the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end and the king of kings the lord of lords jehovah of jehovah elohim of elohim father god and we just want to thank you for all that you do thank you for sending your son down um on on the cross just for our salvations for our wrongdoings for our sins so that we can now have remission of our sins father god and father god as usual i ask you if you would hide me behind the cross if you would use me as a moving vessel, Father God, and allow me to to to, to be your your mouthpiece, Father God, allow the words of my of my heart, the words of my mouth, and the meditations of my heart to be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. Uh, um, today we are coming out of Job and we're coming out of the fourth chapter of Job. I'm very excited about what we have to talk about today. We're going to be talking about Elizaphaz, who, um, who is one of the three friends that came to speak to Job. I know last week we, we dealt with the monologue that Job spoke about. And that particular monologue that Job spoke about was talking about how, how depressed he was because of everything he had going on. That particular monologue that Job went through, he was sitting there and he was saying, in, in so many words, he says, I wish I had never been born. Verse 2 was saying, um, may the day of my birth perish. In the night it was said, a boy is born. He, he was saying that he wants that day to be deleted from the history books, his legacy to be deleted from the history books. He said that, that you could have taken me whenever I had all the riches and the glory, and I could have st could have stood and, 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 and had a funeral in front of all the different uh, uh, kings and, and wise people and rich people 
and been in the upper echelon and been buried in the upper echelon. But now I have lost everything, my children, my livestock, my property, my money. And now whenever I, I'm, I'm pretty much ready to die and I have nothing to bury myself with, I have no status, no no nothing. And, and, and he didn't understand why God had placed him in that situation. And we looked at how his three friends came and they, they sat with him for seven days and seven nights and they said nothing. They said absolutely nothing. And that was a good response to have. And we discussed how it was good for, for you to sometimes when you're dealing with somebody who is mourning, it's good to be able to just say nothing sometimes, to be able to just keep your mouth shut. So today we're going to start with uh, uh, chapter 4, verse 1, and we're going to get through as far as we can. Uh, Elizaphat, he, um, he speaks through chapters 4 and 5. So if we move a little, little quickly, we can get through chapter 4 and 5 today, and then we can get back to dealing with what Job's response will be to Elizaphat's. It says in verse 1, it says, Then Elizaphat's, and the, the Tamanite, he replied, if someone ventures a word with you, will you be impatient? But who can keep from speaking? Think how you have instructed many, how you have strengthened feeble hands. Your words have supported those who stumbled. You have strengthened faltering knees but now trouble comes to you and you are discouraged it strikes you and you are dismayed should you not pity be your confidence in your blameless way your hope <clears throat> verse 7 says consider now who being innocent has ever perished where were the upright ever destroyed as i have observed those who plow evil and those who sow trouble reap it at the breath of god they are destroyed and at the blast of his heart they perish Verse 10 says, the lions may roar and growl, yet the teeth of the great lions are broken. The lions perish for lack of prey, and the cubs of the lioness are scattered. A word was secretly brought to me. My ear caught a whisper of it. Amid disquieted, dreams in the night when he deep sleep falls on men fear and trembling seized me and made all my bones shake a spirit glided past my face and the hair on my body stood on end it stopped but i could not tell what it was a form stood before my eyes, and I heard a hushed voice. Can a mortal be more righteous than God? Can a man be more pure than his maker? If God places no trust in his servants, he has charged his angels with error. 
how much more those who have lived in houses of clay, whose foundations are in the dust, who are crushed more readily than a moth. Between dawn and dusk, they are broken to pieces. Unnoticed, they perished forever. Are not the cords of their tent pulled up so that they die without wisdom? And that's the entire fourth chapter. And um, we're going to uh, take some time now and try and unpack what this fourth chapter is saying. Starting at the top, it's, it, it, it's dealing with, it, it says, if someone ventures a word with you, will you be impatient? Uh, uh, um, this is, is Eliphaz telling Job, he says that your patience has always been there. See, it's, it's very interesting when we take a look at how he, he speaks to Job. It's this particular uh, 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 effect is what I like to call a Mary Poppins verse. It's, it's a Mary Poppins verse. It's what we call a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Uh, um, um, Elizaphaz, he had a particular uh, uh, medicine he wanted to give Job. He wanted to tell him a little something. Now, this is a word for, for those that want to give advice all the time, those that are even in the profession of counseling. Sometimes you can give what's called bad advice. You can counsel people badly. Um, it, it, it happens sometimes. It happens to the best of us. I'm sure anybody who loves to give advice or has a career in counseling, they would particularly say that their advice is good. Their advice is always positive in their life. But what I can say is Job's three friends, I guarantee you, they all three agreed that their advice to Job was good. The advice that they had for Job was great. And so he, this, this particular one, Elizaphaz, his, his advice to, in his opinion was no different. It was good, but he knew it was like medicine. It was something that was what we call a hard pill to swallow. It was difficult for Job to be able to gain the conscience understanding of what's truly being, being, being happened to his life right now, why he is suffering in the way that he is suffering. So he decided to do a Mary Poppins thing and add a little sugar to help that medicine go down. So he opened up this verse and he spoke very highly of Job. He wanted to accentuate on the positive things in Job's life. He wanted to, to, to point out and, and magnify on who Job was and how great he had been. He said, uh, 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 in verse 3, it says, think how you have instructed many. He is saying how you have strengthened feeble hands. He is saying that right now you have instructed so many people. You've strengthened people. You haven't allowed people to just suffer, but you've stepped up to the plate and you've been a great man to these people, the people with weakened hands. He said, your words have supported those who stumbled. He said, you are able to pick people up and encourage them with just the words from your mouth. It didn't take for you to reach into your pocket. It didn't take for you to pick them up physically, but the words that you gave were so encouraging to them that they were able to be able to be picked 
up after stumbling. He wanted to impressionate on the things that Job had done. He said uh, uh, at the end of verse 4, he says, and you strengthened faltering knees. Uh, he is saying that, that, that even though people get, get on their knees and they're struggling and they're begging, begging, he says he strengthens them when they're begging. He strengthens them. Uh, verse 5 says, but now trouble comes to you and you are discouraged. Brothers and sisters, does that sound like a life that you live sometimes? Does that sound like sometimes you're going through something and trouble comes your way? Uh, it does not matter how, how well you live your life. Uh, just like any other human being, trouble's going to come your way. Eventually, trouble's going to hit your path. Uh, uh, maybe I'm not here on your street right now. It might not be a financial struggle in your life. You might not be feeling like you can't pay your bills, but the health might attack you. Uh, 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 you might be having great health, uh, 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 but you might lose your job. Your car might break down. You might have to bury a loved one. Anything can happen, but sometimes in your life, trouble comes your way. And he says, you have been discouraged. The B clause says, it strikes you and you are dismayed. Verse 6 says, should not your piety be your confidence and your blameless way your hope? He is saying, shouldn't God be the confidence that you have? That in spite of everything going on in your life, shouldn't you put your hope in the king? He said, consider now, who being innocent has ever perished? Where were the upright where, where were the upright ever destroyed? Now, I, I got to say, brothers and sisters, this is where he starts to cause some havoc in my mind. This is where I struggle to understand where Eliphaz can, can come to the understanding that where has it ever happened? Now, I understand that this particular book is happening congruently and around the same time frame as it was happening uh, in Genesis when Abraham walked on the earth. I understand understand those things. I understand. I, 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 I get it very clearly. But whenever I look at this particular text, it, it concerns me because now we look back on it at, uh, of, uh, in the future and we look at it and we said, uh, the person that I know that, that has been through exactly that. Verse 7 is talking about Jesus Christ. Come on now, catch what I'm saying. Verse 7 says, considered now. Who, being innocent, has ever perished? Come on now. Jesus Christ, he died on the cross as an innocent brother. He, he died on the cross as an innocent brother. But he did not perish because he came back to life. Come on now. I hope y'all hearing what I'm saying today. Uh, uh, he said, where were the upright were they ever destroyed? See, uh, uh, Jesus had been destroyed, but they said, in three days this temple will be 
built back up. Understand what I'm saying, brothers and sisters. Uh, it's not about just in this world. It's not about uh, what you've done and you're going to receive back based off of what you've done, but it's purely about who God is and the magnanimous will of his life, how he wants you to operate and what he wants to see happen inside of your life. Uh, uh, verse 8 says, as I have observed those who plow evil and those who sow trouble, they reap it. He's saying that, 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 that if you do bad things, if, if you do evil, you will reap back those same things. You will reap back the evil after you've put it out. He says in verse 9, he says, at the breath of God, they are destroyed. At the blast of his anger, they perish. The lion, see, let, let, me, let me stop right there, verse 8 and verse 9. Let me, before I go on to verse 10, he says, they perish and they destroy at the breath of God. See, he is recognizing the piety and the, the divinity of who God is. Uh, see, Elizaphaz, he is recognizing to Job, he says that the, the God that you serve, uh, the one that you said that you have always served all this time, uh, he is so good that just through his breath, people can fall down and die. He can fall down and he, you can suffer you can die in all of those things but sometimes you want to get discouraged now after God has allowed you to go through all these different things in your life but then he gets to verse 10 and he says the lions may roar and growl yet the teeth at the great of the great lion are broken the lions perish verse 11 says the lions perish for lack of prey and the cubs of the lioness are scattered this is parallelism. He is talking about the king of the jungle. He is talking about the most powerful animal out there. And he is saying that God's power is so strong that even the lion whose grasp you can't break, his teeth can be broken. The, the, the lions will perish if they have lack of food and the lionists, they all scatter. Verse 12 says, a word was secretly brought to me, and my ears caught a whisper of it. Now, I want y'all to hear this. I want y'all to truly hear what he's saying. Amid's disquitting dream in the night when deep sleep falls on men. Fear and trembling seized me and made all my bones shake. The, a spirit glided past my face and the hair on my body stood on end. It stopped, but I could not tell what it was. I formed stoop before my eyes. And I heard a hushed voice. Can a mortal be more righteous than God? Can a man be more pure than his maker? If God places no trust in his servants, if he charges his angels with error, how much more those who live in his house of clay? whose foundations are in the dust and who are crushed more readily than a moth. 
Understand, brothers and sisters, what this is trying to tell us. It's uh, uh, the book of Job includes a, a parallels to most modern day responses to people in pain. To uh, impress the others listening with a religious authority. Elizaphaz appealed to a mysterious vision in which a spirit restored stated Elizaphat's own line of argument. See, in the next chapter, he's going to hint on the, the, that Job should turn to God for a miracle. He's saying that he believes that Job should turn to God for a miracle. He spoke with a spirit. Mm, 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 mm. I don't think y'all realize how deep this particular text is. I'm not going to have time to go into chapter 5, but I want to take the remainder of this time to dig deeper in a side note. <coughs> a spirit, this is verse 15, it says, a spirit glided past my face and the hair on my body stood on end. A spirit glided past his face. Elizaphaz, he is dealing with something that we call in modern day mediumship or channeling. Catch me carefully today. I hope y'all are listening. This spirit spoke to him and reiterated what he had told Job. This spirit came to him to give him a story to give Job to help explain to Job what he's trying to say. Now, I understand that many people want to want to have a spiritual life. I hear it all the time. I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual. They want to take the time to to speak with spirits and they don't realize that they need to watch out and see what spirit are you talking to? It doesn't specify. It says a spirit glided past my face. It doesn't say the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say the Holy Ghost. I caution you brothers and sisters not to talk to any old spirit. If you are speaking to a spirit, make sure you know without a shadow of a doubt who you're talking to, what spirit you're talking to. Now, you might say, Pastor, I, 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 I don't understand. There's all these different spirits out here. How do I know who I'm talking to? If you get a relationship with Jesus Christ and you know him well enough, you will know who's speaking to you. It's about discerning the difference between if you're talking to God 
or if you're talking to demonic. There's plenty of spiritual life form out here. The thing I know about the devil is he is able to captivate on what you like and think the most. The power of your tongue, the power of your mind is what he will utilize in order to break down into your mind to make you feel like what you're thinking and saying is correct. He will move, it will use you to be able to move that spirit through this world. This particular spirit, it was speaking to Elizaphaz and it was not telling him truth. Uh, 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 many people use things like uh, LSD, DMT, acid, and those type of psychedelics in order to reach a higher height of who God is. Uh, they use these things to do what's called a trip. And when they take their trip, they believe they are communicating to gods. They believe they are communicating with spirits and, and other life form out there. They believe that they have the opportunity under that trip. But let me tell you something about that. The God that I serve tells me that I can be sober and reach him. That I don't need a hallucinogen to be able to do those things. The God that I serve, he will present himself in such a sweet manner that I will want to approach his throne room and I won't need aid to do so. See, I need you to catch what I'm saying today. You have to know who you're dealing with. You have to know what you're talking to. You have to have a relationship well enough to be able to say, you not the one I'm talking to. This is a relationship thing. If you had a spouse and your spouse sent their assistant to your, to your house to give you a kiss for Valentine's Day, that's not what you signed up for. That's not what you expected. You expected your spouse to be there to give you a kiss. But in this particular moment, uh, he is allowing other spirits to give him a kiss. Uh, he is allowing other spirits to influence who he is, uh, influence what he is saying. And I'm cautioning you, brothers and sisters. I am cautioning you. Know who you're talking to. Know who you're talking to. Recognize who you're talking to. You shouldn't need these other things to help you gather it. Let me, let me, let me put it to you like this. You can use these psychedelics to reach a God, to reach spirits, uh, and you can gain what they call enlightenment. You can gain what they call enlightenment. Let me say this for you again. You can use these psychedelics to, to, to whenever you are, 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 are trying to reach a spirit, reaching a God, to gain enlightenment. But what I know about my God is that he is the truth and the light. So in order for me to gain the truth, I need his spirit. I need to access the Holy Spirit. So I don't just want to use a psychedelic to get any form and fashion of enlightenment. But I want to use the gospel to get the Holy Spirit so when I gain my enlightenment, I receive the truth. Mm, 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 mm. That's good teaching. I hope y'all are catching this today. I hope y'all are catching this today. See, it says, verse 20 says, Between dawn and dusk, they are broken to pieces, and unnoticed they perish forever. 
are not the cords of their tents pulled up so that they die without wisdom. This is just wrapping it all on up for you. This is just ending it all on up. He is saying that, that, that you're going through all these different things and you still have yet to, 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 to recognize that, that you have got to have done something wrong. You have got to have done something wrong. You want to act like you this and you that, and I give you credit. I give you credit because I've seen it in your life. I've seen all these good things, but something you did wrong or God wouldn't have done that to you. You can't be perfect and still be destroyed. But we know that as, 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 as Christian brothers and sisters, that that is not true. That if you live a, a righteous life, you are still going to go through things. You're still going to go through things. But when you get home to the Lord, when you get on home to the Lord, the, the worries, the stress, the sadness, the anger, it'll all be behind you. You won't have to worry about paying no light bill because he is the light. <laughs> you don't have to worry about, about paying for food and drink because you just don't, you don't need it. We have, we have plenty of communion. He is going to be all that you need, and we want everybody to be able to have a piece of what that is. Y'all, I closed my Bible. We are, we are almost out of here. We are almost done today. Um, I just I just want to thank you guys for all for joining us today on this rendition of our Thursday night live Bible study podcast. Um, it is so great to have all of you that watch and listen with us week after week. And you guys are I'm sure you are growing and you are learning and you are getting so much out of this study of Job. I know I am just getting so much out of it. It is filling me up and I just cannot wait to be able to get back with you next week and deliver this phenomenal word from the book of Job. Now listen, this Sunday we are having a wonderful, wonderful worship experience. A wonderful, wonderful worship experience. I want you guys to come on out and worship with us. Our co-pastor, Pastor Thornton, he's going to be in the pulpit. He's going to be delivering a mighty, mighty word. We have our theme this month, black. Our theme is black. Black life matters. We want to just really focus on that. So we're encouraging everybody to wear their their, their cultural attire, whether it's it's a, a African print or if it's a black life matter kind of uh, attire, your protest attire, whatever it is. You can wear some Jordans because that's a black owned shoe. Amen. But we want to be wearing what we are, what we do. We want to be fubooed out. Amen. For us, by us today. Uh, um, and, and, and our black life matter event on the 28th that's coming up. We have Pastor Seymour that is going to be with us on that day. We are so excited to have him on that day. And, and we also want, to, want you to come and, and, and join with us on Monday nights on the Daily Gospel Network. That's at 7.30 p.m. So our service is at 3 o'clock on Sundays. Daily Gospel Network is on um, Mondays at 7.30. And then Thursdays, we have our Thursday night live podcast Bible study at 7 o'clock p.m. Um, let me pray with you before we get out of here and we will get on home. Um, if you'll bow your heads and pray with me. 
Father God, we come to you right now and we just we just thank you. We just we love you so much. We thank you for this word that you've given us today. We thank you for allowing us to be able to come together as fellow believers and dig deep into what this word has to say for us today, Father God. And we love you and we pre present ourselves as humbly as we know how right now, Father God. And we ask that each and every person under the sound of my voice, that they have a special blessing, Father God. Everybody that listened in to the podcast in its entirety, Father God, I pray that you pour out a special anointing blessing over their lives, Father God. In the most matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.